When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Chris Canty sitting in for Keith. Good morning, J. Will. What up, baby? What's going on? Well, I mean, I thought we were saying Peter's ride comes to an end. LeBron James and the Lakers fall down up 23. All these, like, are they even going to make the playoffs? There are all these things to talk about coming in today. Play in. Oh, I play just want yeah, yeah, to clarify what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. You know what about yeah. playing in the playoffs so everyone gets sensitive? The season's over, and you're still playing. To me, you're in the postseason. Either way. But uh, there's no way. How do you begin a discussion this morning without talking about what happened at the Academy Awards, which I did not see live, by the way, on social media. 11 p.m., I'm like, oh, God, I got to check this out, and I got to get up at 3.30 in the morning. Oh, my God. Will Smith. That doesn't even sound – at first, you'd think it's a hoax, right? Yeah. Will Smith slapped Chris Rock on stage live at the Oscars, and then – few minutes later, gets up and accepts Best Actor. <laughs> That's crazy. And, Max, just the composure that Will Smith had when he walked up on the stage and rolled up on Chris Rock, you, you knew this was off script, but you didn't think that it was going to be something that rose to the level that it did because that escalated quickly. It's assault it like, in front of a billion people. Yeah, what did the five fingers say to the slaves? Slap. Slap. That's exactly what Will Smith did. And he had no hesitation when he executed it, though, Jay. Like, it, it wasn't even a... It wasn't even a thought in his mind that I'm going to pull this back. This is what Tail I'm going to do. Tape. Will we Smith, got the Chris graphic. Rock. We got the graphic. I he's, can't. he's four years younger, Will Smith. He is four inches taller, outweighs him by a lot. And by the way, so he's got the reach advantage. Played Muhammad Ali in a movie. You know what that means? If someone plays a boxer in a big movie like that, it means they have months and months and months of intense boxing training, which you saw when he threw the right hand. He didn't really. Do a wide Wait. arc with the right hand. It came straight. <laughs> he shot it straight from the shoulder. Wait, did we have Chris Rock labeled as five ten? Put that graphic back up there. Chris Rock he's is not five ten. He's got to be taller. This, this is program he's height. This is what taller. we do. His program height. Chris Rock is not five ten. He's he about five eight. No, no, I don't think no, so. No, no, no. Five nine. No, he's no, not, no, I think I, they got it I right. He's he's next to him. Yeah, me I'm too. six one. I, I don't. You're, but you're more like six two than six one. Yeah, I'm six telling you, he's not five yeah. ten. Uh, Chris Rock, according to Google, which according you know, to all, which is the end all be all here. You know, it's a, that's the source we use. It says five ten. All right, he got I, elevated I believe his it. height. I can believe it. I, I've been next to the man. He's not five ten. I'm just trying Maybe to tell he you. He was slouching, Jay. Anyway, I'm telling you right now. If that was the Rock on stage that made that joke against Peter Jada. Will ain't walking up there yeah. slapping but the rock got, that But way. you got to know your personnel, Jay. And go. that's probably Chris Rock's problem because he didn't know his personnel when he rolled up on him with that joke with Jada. He didn't realize that Will Smith was at that tipping point. And I'm telling you, with all the memes from the Red Table Talks with Will Smith and the crying face, at some point you get tired of it. And that was last night when we saw Will Smith slap the hell out of Chris Rock. Well, right. Jada, Jada has alopecia. And she's made this known before. So I think it's a very sensitive subject. And yes. I love Will Smith. 
But he was wrong last night. That's wrong, yeah. man. Yeah, sure like, you go up and you handle that behind closed doors. You handle that backstage. You don't walk up to somebody live on stage. He seemed to be enjoying it until he like was that. wrong, Jay. But here's what I will say. When you embarrass me publicly, you embarrass my family publicly, I'm going to embarrass you. Yeah, but Chris, he, he the, whole not, night, the whole night everybody had he been saw, throwing no, He was embarrassed when he looked at his wife's right, face. But, right, but, when but he Chris, looked at his wife's face and saw the, she was hurt. The point is, yes. at first, he's laughing along with everyone else, taking in stride good sport, right? When he looked at Jada and saw she was upset, that's when he flipped. But hold on. If the joke isn't offensive five seconds ago, like Chris Rock can't control how everyone responds to his jokes. You know what I mean? Fair, but we're talking about the individual who the joke was made about. Yep. And so yep. as a husband, I can understand why sure. you would be upset. You shouldn't get on stage and slap anybody because of it, but I can understand how that could escalate. Also, Keep your name out my, out your mu- Wow. Yeah, but also oh, Jada pa- wow. Jada is a public figure. It's a little bit different when, like, you know, and Jada was known as a beautiful woman, her whole career, mm-hmm. the whole thing, great actress, all this stuff. She's a public figure. That When you enter the public sphere, you, you, you take on the fact that people, you might be scrutinized and sometimes made fun of, right? So I hear everything you're saying. But in a way, in defending yeah. Jada, it, it makes them both not look so good. I don't think it makes a Will Smith look good at all. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a good look at all. No, but I would say, in front I would of a billion say, people. I would say the only thing that makes this a little bit different is yeah. that it's a medical condition. That, that's mm-hmm. the thing that makes it a little bit different. I'm not excusing Will Smith's behavior because no. he was dead wrong. But I actually understand the mindset. And Rock, how about what Rock did? Got slapped in front of a billion people by, one, kept of them, it pushing, by one of the most famous pushing. dudes in the world and didn't miss a beat, didn't even stagger, kept it doing the hosting job. That's some composure. Made boy. a statement afterwards. He's not going to file a lawsuit. Yeah. I mean, just handled it with class. Yeah. It's just still wow. But you what it said. I mean, you get, by the way, any man out there knows this. If another man walks up to you Got to fight. and slaps you, mm-hmm. yeah. like, I'm not talking about throwing a punch, slaps but you. But what's he open. supposed to do it's right the, then it's in the middle? It's one of the most, no, I know, but it's, it's as a man, it's one of the most disrespectful things a man could do to you because he slapped you with an open, like, and not even with the full palm. Well, Matt. that's why Chris the took fingers. it so well. Yeah, I've analyzed no. this slap a bunch of times, guys. Not only did, not only is that from boxing training in the Ali movie because it's from, he, he wound up a little bit just to open the hand, mm-hmm. but it's straight. You see, it comes straight from the shoulder. It doesn't wind up but because of that he caught him with the finger part of his yeah. hand not the palm part which is why rock took it so well i think yeah i think of it more of as a muff some people yeah. would say a slap i think it's more of a, a muff, jo- juan howard yeah, muff. like you got muffed a little bit yeah. but but you know uh, but it, there was a wine yeah, there was yeah, a, i think it, just my personal perspective like a, on like, back, we see it like a mush like when you put your hand up on someone's head no it's head? a muff a yeah. muff and a mush is two different yeah, things okay Max. that's come true, on right? yeah, let's categorize stuff i gotta get you up to speed on a couple things but what happened last night how chris rock felt it's kind of how i felt watching my lakers blow a 23 point lead to the pelicans no not like that yeah, no. It's kind of how I felt. No, twenty three point a, lead is La- not like that. As a Lakers fan, who did that's you want to slap? I felt. I, I, no, I felt like I got slapped as a Lakers oh, fan by I my see. team. Now I that, get that's it. how I felt. <laughs> Here's the listen. This is Keyshawn J. Willemax coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier Seventeen, and that's Chris Canty you're hearing in for Key today. Here's what LeBron said at the uh, press conference after the Lakers lost. It feels like I mean, excuse my language, but that's what it feels like. You know, I came in with the mindset, understanding it was a playoff type, uh, you know, going to be playoff type atmosphere, playoff implications and things of that nature. So, you know, I knew that from the jump. Um, we also got a lot of guys on our ball club that haven't played in playoff games as well. That plays a lot of big minutes for us. You know, it feels 
I'm like, oh, wasted opportunity, um, obviously, uh, for myself and for our team, and we weren't able to get it done. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. So there he is, Chris, talking about uh, LeBron James, talking about the feeling after blowing a – first of all, you're clinging to the final play-in spot, and you blow a 23-point lead? Yeah, to the the team that was behind you. And now you're only one game in front of the Spurs. And if you end up with a tied record, the Spurs own the tiebreaker. So it's not a good place to be – if you're the Los Angeles Lakers. But here's the thing, Max. I don't know that I can ask LeBron James to do any more than what he's already done. I mean, the guy set a career record for the most three-point makes in the first half of the game against the Pelicans, and yet they find themselves in a situation where they can't sustain a lead. And we've seen them blow a lot of leads this season, a couple of big leads to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So it's not something that's atypical of this Lakers team. They don't defend well outside of LeBron James. They really have no structure on their offensive end. They don't get easy buckets. No AD to erase mistakes for people. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even refer to him by his name. I call him street clothes like Charles Barkley. Like, I, I'm just fed up with Anthony Davis because he's the guy. Are you worried he's going to slap you on stage one day? No, let me tell you what I'm not <laughs> Max, let me tell you what I'm not worried about. What, you that actually AD happened. Happened. what, what yeah, was your exactly. playing weight, Chris? Uh, Mac, why, why are you so obsessed with my weight because this morning? Because you're 6'7"? I'm 6'8", 340 pounds, Max. 6'8", 340. He doesn't now, have to worry about getting slapped. Put it out there for, yeah. for the public consumption now. Yeah. I'm not slapping you. No, I'm, I'm just, just saying. 6'8", 340? That's a big deal. Yeah, 6'8", 340. But I That's feel really deal. small when it comes to watching my Lakers yeah. because they put performances like they did yesterday against the Pels. Look, LeBron James is a miraculous player at his age. At any age. What he's doing right now is miraculous. He has not built his career on on leading the league in scoring, right? And it does seem to me at a certain point this year, he looked and thought, all right, we ain't, like these guys are not with me right now. I don't have the right team. And thought, I'm going to lead the league in scoring this year. That's what it looks like to me, and he's going to. But the Lakers may not make the play in. You want to know what feels like I'm in the future? I'm talking about like five years ago, if you would have said – the Spurs are trailing the Lakers by one game for the tenth seed and tenth seed and this final spot in the play-in tournament. I'd be like, we're, "What are we talking about? The year three thousand? Like we're living in the future right now? What's going on?" Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Jay will will rank his top six duos in the NBA playoffs. Ooh, will LeBron and AD even make the list? in 20 minutes. Don't go anywhere. First, we have a three-time Super Bowl champ on the biggest move of the offseason. Next, Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. 
Oh, we got a little Will Smith playing. I wonder why. <laughs> I'll slap you with it. You're radio. not going to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. It hits different this morning. It does. It does. It, it does. hits different. It's different this hey, morning. this song slaps. <laughs> it slaps different this morning. This song slaps. Always thought so. Um, Teddy Bruschi, ESPN NFL analyst, is with us now. Good morning, Teddy. Morning, guys. How you doing? TB, I was thinking, have you ever just slapped another man like that with an open hand? Oof. No, I haven't done, <laughs> haven't done slapping like that. But uh, I've ripped a, few, ripped a few helmets off, face masks off, things like that, but not, not like that, no. Hmm. Um, we, we're going to actually talk some football now, guys. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. We could ask a series of questions. <laughs> hard we could rather be punched or slapped. Hard-hitting right? questions, man. Right, but hard-hitting questions. <laughs> hard-hitting questions. <laughs> We'll see how you take them. Hey, Teddy, what was the most important move of this, this kind of uh, uh, dynamic, volatile offseason in terms of player movement? Yeah, you can always you can always go quarterbacks, fellas. But I think there was a, a very meaningful, impactful defensive move with uh, Von Miller going to the Buffalo Bills. And why I say this is because what Von Miller did for the Los Angeles Rams, and specifically what Von Miller Miller did for Aaron Donald, in terms of. Aaron Donald literally said late in the season, Von Miller has encouraged me to be more vocal. So Von's going into places and not only delivering, I mean, impactful plays, rushing the quarterback, stopping the run and things like that, but he's looking at your locker room and your leaders and deciphering what you need to be a championship culture. And I just think those players, those defensive players, especially even on offense too, they're all going to benefit from having a mentality like Von Miller in there, someone that's fresh off a championship, it's been Super Bowl MVP, can really take, I mean, is it is it Edmonds? Is it Hyde? Is it Poyer? Some of those guys, those, those young guys that are still there that really want to make that championship jump, uh, Von Miller can help them do that. I think that's very valuable for them. Oh, I agree with you, TB. Bill's Mafia has to be happy about that addition on the defensive side of the ball. But I'll go back out to the AFC West, too, here, CC. when you think about the Raiders. I mean, just bringing Chandler Jones, we've seen the impact that he's had defensively with what he did in Arizona. And then to yeah. add 17, Devontae Adams, the childhood friend, and the way that him and Derek Carr have that relationship, to lose that weapon from Green Bay, but to make that addition, nose two for the Raiders, though, we'll see if that gets him over the hump of man. I just think defensively, Chandler Jones and Max Crosby together, that's going to be scary. Yeah, and getting Max Crosby locked up, too. Exactly. I think that was huge for that organization from a culture standpoint. But I'm with Teddy. I got to go with Von Miller to the Buffalo Bills, and I co-sign retweet exactly what TB just said. And to take it a step further, I think Von Miller has a chance to be, for the Buffalo Bills, what Charles Haley was for the Dallas Cowboys, a guy that had won multiple championships with the San Francisco 49ers, oh, yeah. understands point. what championship DNA is, and then you add him to a group that seems like they're ready to go through this dynastic window – I absolutely think that Vaughn can can bring that kind of culture, being a Super Bowl MVP, helping guys like A.J. Epinesa and Boogie Basham and Greg Rousseau being able to rush the passer. Vaughn Miller is going to take their game to a whole other level. And just one more piece on the Buffalo Bills. With an offense as high-powered as they are, they're going to be playing with a lead a lot. In order to close out games when you have a lead, you got to have a pass rush, especially in the most critical moments, two-minute, fourth quarter, all of those things. Von Miller has shown he's been able to do that in spades. Teddy, what do you think about that? I think you recognize, too, I mean, <laughs> Chris is bringing up a great point, in the past about how 
players that have hopped to hop from team to team that are winning teams that just just won championships wherever they went. Haley was one of them. Dion was one of them. I mean, those type of mentalities also bringing your skill is, is a rare combination because you know what they are. They're not afraid to say, you know, you're a great player and you, you've been defensive player of the year, but th- this is why you haven't gotten over that hump. So it's like any of the safeties or young players are, yeah, okay, you've gotten five sacks. Here's why you, or you're not getting 10. You know, here you're an all pro. Here's not here's the reason why you're not doing it in the playoffs. The guys that can see that and then they're not they're not bashful enough to just speak their mind and like talk to a guy eye to eye and like you've had success, I've had success. This is what it is now. And those guys actually having the respect for that player to like digest it and then take it in, that's a, that's super valuable. Meantime, one move that no one's mentioned, which is sort of an obvious one, like you can look at quarterback moves, but Tom Brady didn't move anywhere. Aaron Rodgers didn't move anywhere, right? Russell Wilson did, and whether you think the Broncos are ready to win or not, whatever you think of Russell Wilson, especially at this point in his career after what he just looked like compared to what he looked like maybe two or three years ago, guys, they didn't have a quarterback, and now they got, at the very least, a good quarterback in Denver, right? Like, Teddy, what about the Russell Wilson move? Yeah. Yeah, I I wish... I, I wish I could speak differently about this in terms of the division that he's going to be in. It, it was it was huge, all right. Impactful is the word that I use because they're they are they are now a contender. Uh, we've we've talked about a lot of edge rushers also being in this conversation. Gregory going over there too, but Russell Wilson has done so much in his career, you know. And lately, he's always tailed off towards the end, and. I'd say in November and December is when he'll be needed most because that's when this race in the AFC West is going to be at its most tight. And there's going to be one play here, one play there. That can be the difference between second place in that division or first place all the way to last. I mean, that's how that's how competitive this is going to be. So the finishers on defense and Russell Wilson, can he make the plays against? I mean, that's how the NFL does the scheduling, right? Late in the year, you're going to have divisional matchups that are just going to decide, especially in this division, I mean, what it is. So I wish I could say this is an automatic playoff team. A part of me thinks that. But then there's also a part of me, though, well, if they lose a couple games late, they could be out of the playoffs. That's what it's going to be in the AFC West. But definitely. Russell Wilson makes him a contender. Teddy Bruschi, join us, ESPN NFL analyst here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. TB, I need you to keep it real with me. When it's all said and done in the AFC, which is a loaded conference, who will be the two teams that will be standing at the end fighting for the AFC championship? Oh, the AFC championship. Let's go, TB. I think the Buffalo Bills, I mean, it's just, it's, it's going to be them, I believe. Um, I just think they're a very good football team with Josh Allen at quarterback. And then, of course, Von Miller going over there. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's almost like their time. Because I think Kansas City is taking a step back now without Tyreek Hill. They'll st- still be competitive. But I'll go in the, in the AFC Championship weekend. Let me go... Buffalo Bills right now, and from based on what the Los Angeles Chargers have done, they're going to play play for the AFC Championship. Let's say that. Ooh, ooh. putting it Chargers. out there. Chargers, yes, I'm I like it with it. his chest, Teddy. Sure. I, I got to ask you this question because we are a morning sports radio show, and so we've got to do our quota with Dallas Cowboys talk. But with all the losses that the Cowboys had in free agency, cutting Lyle Collins, losing Connor Williams, their guard, trading Amari Cooper, and losing Randy Gregory, are the Cowboys still the favorite? in the NFC East, and should we view them in the same lens that we see teams like Tampa, like L.A., and like Green Bay in the overall landscape of the NFC? 
No, the, I mean, because uh, you're talking Rams and, and Packers and Buccaneers. I mean, it's, it's just a different category than the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I mean, I think they'll battle it out, and, and I'd still say they are my favorite for the NFC East right now. But, I mean, I think it's still going to be a crash-and-burn type of end where it's one-and-done, I mean, and then you're, and then there's just going to be a lot of questions in the end. Still, I just um, losing Randy Gregory. I mean, that was a big loss for them. I just think they're not in the same class as other teams in the upper echelon of the NFC. I um, agree with that, Teddy. And I'll take it a step further. I don't think the Dallas Cowboys are going to win their own division. Eagles. I think it's the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Eagles. And you I mean, were we drafted had, by the Cowboys, wow. I know, Chris. and that's saying a lot because I got a lot of love for Jerry Jones and that organization, yeah. but you're talking about not having a repeat champion in the NFC East since 2004. It and so just based around. on the track record and the change at the top of the division year over year, I just think the losses at some point mount up. And what was the strength of this Dallas Cowboys team, which was the offensive line, that's no longer the case. Tyron Smith hasn't stayed healthy for a full season since, what, 2017? You lose Lyle Collins. You lose Connor Williams. That's, that's three-fifths of your offensive line that you really can't depend on. And Tyler Biotis, their center, has underwhelmed in his performance. So I, I'm, I'm not sure what the Cowboys are going to be, but if they're going to contend for a championship, then Dak Prescott is going to have to play up to that $40 million a year contract because he's going to have to elevate ding, the play of guys ding, around him. And then, you know, and then, then it becomes Sean Payton's team, which is what Jerry Jones wants anyway. But this is – I think Chris Teddy I mean, makes Jay, a great Jaylen point. Jalen Hurts is going to have to do more too. I mean, Jalen Hurts in the Eagles, it's, there's more I – mean, he's, he's a great scrambling quarterback. He does some great RPO type of stuff, short horizontal passing stuff. So he is going to have to improve as a quarterback too because, I mean, just okay, if it's not the Cowboys, who's it going to be? Is it going to be the Eagles? But are you, are you strong and confident about that call too? I'm not. So it's up for grabs, again, in the NFC East. I'd say Cowboys and Eagles are up there. Giants, I mean, foot, I mean, Commanders. I mean, I, I don't. It's it's just a division that they'll probably not a contender. Anyone who comes out of that to win the Super Bowl. I think Teddy Chris makes a good point about the Cowboys O line. They put their money where their mouth was to put the O line together. Five years, right in a row. Four of those five years back in the day, they drafted. They used their first round pick on an O lineman. That's how they put that thing together, right? Now, through, now they've invested in it since, but not like that. When I look at the Eagles O line, though, Mylotta, one of and the best O lines in, in the league. Yeah, the and they're coached the up. Yep. So the O line in Philadelphia, and then I look at the quarterbacks. Teddy, you bring it up with Jalen Hurts, but he's just getting his feet wet now, right? Let's see what he's got. And he's, so far, he's flashed in certain yeah. ways. Doesn't see the middle of the field great, in my opinion, but does some other things. Dak Prescott got the bag, guys. And now we're still saying things like, well, he's not the type of dude who's going to drop back and pass it 40 times. You know, that's not you want to run the ball with him. Really? You just gave him the bag, and, and he's not the guy to get you there? What would you give him the bag for, Teddy? I think they start to change that, though, Max. I mean, this is – I mean, the run game was, was, was so valuable because of the combination of Zeke in the offensive line. So what happens when that starts to deteriorate? And eventually, I mean, you are going to have to put it in your quarterback's hands that, that you put all this confidence and money into. Dak is going to throw it. I mean, 35-plus times a game, 30-plus times a game this year because he's going to have to do it. And maybe that's their best chance of winning because 
because Zeke and an, and an aging an aging Zeke in an offensive line that can't really make the yard before contact numbers for Zeke like they used to. It's about Dak. It's about short horizontal passing game. It's about catch and run. Then it's about Dak being who he is and getting the ball downfield. That's who the Cowboys are going to have to be. Just something about this song slaps differently makes me feel <laughs> great this morning. You got to defend your wife's honor, man. That's what it's about, CC. That's what you got to do. Yeah, you got to. In, in that way, on live TV in, in front of a moment? billion people. <laughs> what? Right, we're Chris, talking about the Oscars, right? Chris is going to have to defend his own honor. By the way, I'm getting text messages right now attacking Chris Canty, attacking his loyalty to the team that drafted him, mm. attacking mm. his football acumen. Wow. Wow. One text I mean. says, I love Canty, but he's completely wrong. With what? About what? About what? Yeah, that's easy. Well, that's Dak, about the Cowboys winning Dak the Prescott's, NFC East. Dax Prescott's worst year is better than Jalen Hurd's best year. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, that's not congratulations. These are, these are all, right. all coming from CC. Mike Tannenbaum. Uh, I asked Mike to come on. He chickened out. He'll join us tomorrow, he oh said. Cece, can I, can I ask so you a question? I'm just saying Mike's, Mike's attacking you, Chris. All right, that's fine. Uh, we, can, we can honestly get back to rankings another time, frankly. Okay. Even though I want to do that. It's my top duos going into the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm looking at the Washington Commanders. I'm like, I'm not a believer in Carson Wentz. No. I'm no. looking at the Giants saying, I don't know what the hell the Giants are doing. Yeah. And I, li- I like Brian Dable. I, I, I like, you know, Shane. I, I like what they're doing. What, they're, what, what, what the Giants towards. did in free agency or lack thereof shows you what they're expecting in 2022. Okay, and I, I think yeah. the Eagles are good. Yeah. But I'm still looking at the Cowboys as the team to beat in that division. Like and for you to say that you don't think they're going to win, I'm like, who's going to beat them? The Eagles Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. I just told you they have the best offensive line and they have the best defensive line in the division. What are you talking about? And you know what? The, here's the thing that's not sexy, but it's true. I don't care how much the league changes. Maybe I'm just an old dude who watched Bill Parcells growing up, right? As a Giants fan, the the line of scrimmage. Who controls the line of scrimmage? That it, because the line of scrimmage is the only part of the game that affects every other part of the game. If your offensive line is good, what that means is their DBs are not good. I don't care how good their DBs are, suddenly they're not good, right? I don't care who's running the ball, suddenly you got a running game. I don't care how bad your quarterback is, he's going to be the best version of whatever he is. Your wide receivers are better. It affects everything. And same thing with the defensive line. If you, how did the Giants win the Super Bowl in, in 07 and 11? Especially on the inside, they mm-hmm. collapsed the pocket. Brady had nothing to step into. Everything came from there. So I'm with you, Jay. I'm taking the Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys, but, man. But that's because, that's because their O-line's still okay. They have, the, they have Micah Parsons. They have some guys defensively in the front seven, and they got a better quarterback. But I agree with Chris. This is not I, like a foregone conclusion. I agree. I, I think, look, I, I, the Cowboys' defense, I think, played at a really high level last year. I'm not sure it plays at that same level. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the talent speaks for itself, though, CC, And I hear what you're saying. Do you trust Mike Sirianni that much in the second year that he can get the job done in the NFC East? Yes, I do. And I'm going to tell you why. I saw the identity for the Philadelphia Eagles morph into a team that was capable of making a playoff run. And, and it happened methodically as we moved through the season. They became a team that had a run game that – featured their quarterback and Miles Sanders in their running backs. And that's something that I don't think they went into 2021 with the idea of doing, but they evolved into that. It took them long long as hell to get there. Well, they got there, but they they got there, though. But they got there. And then you look at what they have in the way of resources this offseason. They got three first-round draft picks. Understood. That they can use to flesh out the rest of the roster to help Jalen Hurts get him some more weapons, but then to also address the back end of that defense. But again, Jay, when I look at that defensive front, Derek Barnett, 
Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Javon Hargrove, re-signing Fletcher Cox. Those dudes can get after it. And that offensive line, that led the number one run game Wait in the National What happened with football Fletcher League. Cox? I thought Fletcher Cox... No, Fletcher Cox is back he on the re-signed, re-signed, re-signed was last one, week. That yeah, was the re-signed headline. A, re-signed yeah. a one-year deal. So, but, so, so with all of those pieces being in place, I, I can see a path where the Philadelphia Eagles oh, can, I can not, see, only, can not okay. only beat the Dallas Cowboys, but they can win that division. You can see a path. doesn't mean it's going to happen. I can see a lot of things potentially happen. doesn't mean it's going to happen. Well, a lot of oh. it is going to hinge on the development of Jalen Hurts. All I'm saying is the pieces are in place. But you're for forecasting. You're saying that the Eagles ascend. are going to win it. Well, yeah. Well, last year, Jalen Hurts had his first full season as a starter. I'm assuming that there's going to be a big step in year two of his first of being a full-time starter. That's all I'm saying. And when you look at all the losses that the Dallas Cowboys had, you're talking about impact players. Well, I'm also talking about, with, and I can't believe I find myself on you national defending TV the Dallas Cowboys. and radio you're defending, defending the, the Cowboys, Cowboys, and I'm a Giants fan. I also see Ezekiel Elliott being healthy and understanding what the, Oh, come on, Jay. Stop it, man. What do you mean stop Ezekiel it? Ezekiel Elliott's contract is an anchor on the Dallas Cowboys. That I, is I understand that it's is an anchor, a, that is a but sunk when he's call, on the field. But now you're arguing a different is, point. You're arguing a different point. No, I'm not. That is a sunk cause. He's not the best running back on his team. But what's their record when both those guys are healthy when they're running the ball over 100 yards? It's okay. like seven and one. It's oh, some, some oh, okay. crazy record. Okay, Jay, that's fine. But we're trying to assign a level of health and productivity to Zeke that we hadn't seen in two years. And you're talking, and you're talking about Jalen Hurts all of a sudden booming to the top of the thing. I'm saying Jalen Hurts can get him back to the playoffs. I saw them get to the playoffs last year. I saw that. So I understand that. that. Happened. I understand that. But I'm, to sit here and say, who's the best quarterback in the, in the division? It's Dak Prescott. Okay, who has the best running game in the division? The Philadelphia when, Eagles. When healthy. The Philadelphia Eagles. They were the number one. Jay. Because Miles, I understand Jay, they were number, they I understand were the Miles Sanders. Game in I fought football. for them to give Miles Sanders a damn ball okay. for the first nine games <laughs> of the season until Mike Sirianni actually figured it out. Okay. But I'm saying don't discount Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. You act like their running game but is Jay. non-existent. Well, Jay, their offensive, line, saying, their offensive line is not the same, though, that Jay. Ding, and, that's ding, the, like, and that's the this engine is, for okay. the running game. This is the thing. running backs. Bill Parcells said it all the time. All running backs run the same when there's no hole. That's not very well. So, wait, so they've, on, they've looked at this, by the way, and a running back. I want to get. The, I'm, I'm going to ballpark it. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but when they looked at it, a, I think Casey Joyner, the football scientist, came up with this. Um, when a when you have a great offensive line and an average running back, he's going to get seven yards a carry. A great one will get ten, but an average one will look great behind a great offensive line. Behind a bad offensive line. A great running back will get three yards a carry. Mm-hmm. So a great running back will look bad. I really do look much more. It's not that the back has no effect. It's that much bigger impact is the line, right? But does Dallas have a bad – their offensive line's all right. On paper, it's they, all right. They just lost their Lyle starting Collins. left guard yeah. and their starting right tackle, and their left tackle hasn't had a healthy season since the health thing 2015. Thing. I thought it was 2017. Since 2015, that's the last time Tyron Smith played in every single regular season game. So why are we thinking that Tyron Smith, who is, when he's healthy, one of the best left tackles in the game, why are we thinking he's going to be so there the game, entire year? Run game, you'd anticipate the Eagles to have better. Check for the Eagles. Yes. Quarterback, even if Hurts develops, it's unlikely it's he'll be better than He's Dak. not going to be as good Dak, as Dak. check. Quarterback, yeah. to me, is bigger than the Receiving run Receiving core. Receiving core, Dallas. 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 We, we say that. Well, let's see what happens in the draft, too. Let's see what happens in the draft. Right deep, now, with but, a very deep receiver but, okay, draft. Okay, so yeah. don't project to me about what potentially can be. Talk to me about what is Dallas, right now. Right Dallas, right now. Dallas. Yeah. Defense, who are you taking? Eagles. Eagles. They're a top 10 defense. Okay. Eagles. And Dallas' defense may regress because they relied heavily turnovers. on turnovers, yeah, which really? are will regress to the mean. That's a volatile stat, yeah. right? Okay. So they're going to have to figure out, Dallas, how they're going to address that. Or they may not regress. Where Is Tyron Matthew signed up yet? Did he sign anywhere no. yet? 
That, that's an idea for that. It's, it's like all these moves he's about what the there. Eagles could do. Like, there's still some moves that the Cowboys Yeah, that, that would be – I think Dallas needs to shore up the defense with someone who's actually good, you know? Well, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Philadelphia has more ways to get better this offseason than the Dallas Cowboys can, yeah, do. Okay. They got more cap space. They got more draft picks. They got more ways to improve their roster. And then based on what I saw from them last year – I'm comfortable projecting that this is the team that's going to win the and NFC And it comes – and it also Mike McCarthy's kind of being undermined. He's not a great coach. Sirianni showed some promise in year one. It, to me, it comes down to Dak. Like, the reason you give a quarterback the bag – and I got on Jared Goff. I got on really the Rams. I didn't even blame Jared Goff. Like, what are you doing, right? Yeah. But I got on Carson Wentz big time. I'm not trying to hear about deficiencies. When you're a quarterback who gets – who resets the market – you are supposed to be able to make up for deficiencies elsewhere on your team, at least to the extent that you are now viable for the playoffs, right? Yeah. Dak has got to, at one of these years, he's got to justify the kind of uh, positioning of him in our imaginations as an elite quarterback. He, he has, I don't think you can put him there based on what's happened so far. Well, that's because he's come up small in the biggest moments, Mac. And, and that's what it's all about, right? Like, we haven't had those signature moments from Dak mm-hmm. when it matters the most. Against Aaron Rodgers, but then Aaron Rodgers got the ball, and that was the exactly. end of that. Yeah, back exactly. in the day. Well, Cowboys, well, he didn't win the game, hater. Max. That's the difference. So, like, the former Cowboy is a Cowboy hater. Where did this you win your so Super Bowl? Cowboys this on is, Cowboys crime. This, this, why is this happening He won right his now? Super Bowl just, with the Giants. Jay, Jay, I love the Cowboys, but I love the game of football more. So, Ooh. I'm always going to shoot it to you straight. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's find out what Dan Orlovsky had to say about Chris Canty. Going full Will Smith on the Cowboys. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers... Dan Orlovsky, ESPN NFL football analyst, with us now. Dan, what do you think of Chris Canty, former Dallas Cowboy, the very team that drafted him, saying the Cowboys won't even win the measly NFC East? Come on, Dio. Oh, can't hear him. Well, we're having a few mic issues today. Is yeah, it because he's choosing? I know what happened. I know what happened. He's what picking happened. Carson Wentz. Jay told Evan to cut Dio's mic because you know Dan agrees with me. I uh, think Dan's going to pick Carson Wentz and the Commanders. No, 
No. <laughs> you know Dan loves Carson no, he Wentz. Beca- he be caping for Carson Wentz. Yes, that's what I'm saying. He's yeah. going with the commanders. Dan, are you caping for Carson Wentz? If so, hold your tongue right now. Go. Yeah, I guess he's caping for Carson <laughs> Wentz. He admitted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Dan's having an issue with his mic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we uh-huh. still can't hear. We have any lip readers it. in the no, audience no. on the radio? What's going on? Yeah. Well, that was. There's no way the he idea pick, was. There's no way he can pick the Commanders two years in a he row, can't right? Do it. Carson, no. Listen, I'll say this about Car- guys. There's I'll say no this about Carson it. Wentz. It's interesting. Carson Wentz had an excellent bounce back year up until the moments of truth. In the moments of truth, he fell apart. But, Chris, basically, he played a pretty good quarterback until it mattered most. He had an MVP candidate on his team and Jonathan Taylor, yeah. who was an absolute beast. Yeah. And, by the way, that comment, there's a lot of weight to that. He played And what does well that mean? Until, if, you, if there's an MVP candidate the who's a running back on your team, what does that mean about your line? Pretty damn good. All right, Dan Orlovsky here now. Dan, can, you, can we hear you? If you can't hear me, can you see this? All right. Can you hear it? I can't. No, it says Philly. It Philly. I'm taking Philly. Rocky, the Rocky Four, Four soundtrack. soundtrack. Okay, okay. Jay has no Jay has no hands. Jay has no hands. <laughs> <laughs> I got baby hands. Can you guys hear me yet? Yeah, yeah we, we got, got you, you now, Dan. We got there you. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I agree with Chris. I, I think that the, the Cowboys offseason has been really negatively impactful. I think that they have questions at left tackle with Tyron Smith and his health, how many games he's going to play. They have questions at left guard. They have questions at center, and they have questions at right tackle now. Uh, Mind you, they need to get a second tight end now that Blake Jarwin's not on their team, and losing Randy Gregory is a big deal. I think Philadelphia has had a really solid offseason, and they have those three first-round picks. And if they hit on two of those three, I will take Philadelphia, absolutely. I'll tell you what, the, the, the point Chris made about the, the, not just the O-line, but the line of scrimmage on Philly for Philly, they should often get the best of the line of scrimmage both sides of the ball, Dan. That Correct. goes a long way. Jalen Hurts needs to take another step forward, and maybe he does. What about Dak, Dan? Like, all those things you point out about Dallas, maybe, but like when you get, when you reset the market, when you get paid at the top of the market, I was highly critical of the Rams giving Goff that kind of money. I didn't think he was worth it. I, you know I was highly critical of Carson Wentz. I'm not trying yeah. to hear what you don't have. You got paid. Make up for it, right? Why doesn't that mean, to me, that also applies to Dak. Then you're the guy saying you don't pay good players great money. Dak is a very good player, but he's getting paid great is he great? No, Dak's not great. He's never been great. Uh, he's been a good player, had moments of really good football. Um, I think the reality for Dak Prescott is we've never seen him really elevate his football team. We've seen that with Patrick. We've seen it with Joe Burrow. We've seen it with Josh Allen. We've seen it with Lamar Jackson. We've seen it with Russell Wilson and Brady and Rogers, all these guys. Dak hasn't done that. And I think that it's fair to point out some of the deficiencies of his early years with Jason Garrett, sure, and some of the deficiency of the offensive line last year. But Dak Prescott has to be a guy that because, let's say, like, he, everybody around him is a B, he's got to get those guys to consistently play B-plus or A-minus football. We've never seen that from Dak, specifically in the moments when you need it the most. Um, and I think that's where if you had to ask yourself like the top five quarterbacks in the NFC that you honestly felt 
We're going to elevate your team and pull out the best in the best moments. You would go Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and then there's this mix of, okay, is it Kyler Murray? Is it Dak Prescott? Is it Kirk Cousins? Like, is everybody, take emotion out of it, Cowboys fans, is everybody adamant that Dak Prescott is a significant upgrade over Kirk Cousins? Can we honestly say that? I yeah, don't know. I think he's better than I, I Kirk Cousins. I think he is. Okay. I didn't ask that, though, Max. Is he significantly better? Mm. Is he that much better than Kirk Cousins? What? And, and if you're going to say that, what is your evidence? Well, is he significantly better than Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray, are you gonna, if you're going to say that, what's your evidence? Yeah, Dak, it's true, guys. Dak was the quarterback of a team favored to win the division. And they went eight and eight, and and Philly and Philly got a couple of years ago, right? Like, and that was when he was healthy. That was before the injury. And then this year they had a good team, but they came up short in the playoffs. And that's not—I I disagree with some of the quarterbacks, Dan, that you point out that come through in the in the biggest moments. But oh, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, because but I think Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins to me turned a corner recently. Early in his career, he seemed like an empty stat, empty calorie stat quarterback to me, and I, that's changed for me. I think he's a solid quarterback now. But early in his career, third and eight, but, he gave you six, you know, and, and now that's changed a bit, Dan, to me. But who, who, are, who are you going to take? Like, if you disagree, I agree with you, but I can say the same thing about Dak on third down as well. Yeah. I, like, people misconstrue this as, like, me hating Dak Prescott. I love the human being that I hear about. But what, what I'll ask you, are you taking Dak or are you taking Kyler? Dak because he's bigger and stronger. Field. It's a conversation, though. I get it, no, Kyler's I more talented. Kyler's a, more talented. It's a yeah. conversation. It's a conversation. Uh, okay, Dak or Kirk Cousins on the field? Dak. It's a conversation. It's not as if Dak. I'm with you, Chris. Like, yeah. yeah like, it's, I don't, it's not like I Dak is head and shoulders Ooh. above any of those guys, and I think that's the right. entire point that everybody is making. But, Dio, switching, right. gears, switching gears really quickly and going out to the AFC West, which has turned into an arms race. We know the Chiefs have won that division six straight years. Based on what these teams look like right now, who's the team that Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes should be most worried about in their division? Oh, it's the Denver Broncos, and that's because they're the most complete team. The Denver Broncos, I think, have two things that – no one else in that division really has. Uh, I, I think that they have, they have a defense that is going to be top seven in football. Now that they've added Randy Gregory, they got one of the best secondaries in football. And because of those two edge pass rushers, if Bradley Chubb stays healthy, that's a big deal. And then on the offensive side, I think schematically under Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson's going to throw for 3,500 yards and 44,000 plus yards. But they can offensively be whoever is necessary that week or whatever is necessary that week. And I don't think the Chiefs can say that. I don't think the Chargers can say that. And I don't think the Raiders can say that. Dan Orlovsky, ladies and gentlemen, good to hear from you, Dan. As always, finally something to smile about when it comes to New York hoops. That's next on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. 